Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Julia Hartley Brewer at breakfast on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots, as always, to talk about. I don't know quite how cross you are today. Maybe, maybe as cross as me. I don't know. I have to say, I was kind of a bit broken yesterday by uh, uh, the news that the four chief medical officers roping in a member of the JCVI, someone someone obedient enough to come along and sit in that press conference, uh, and uh, also the head of the MHRA, the Medicines Regulatory Body, uh, to basically say, yes, no, no, it's absolutely quite right. We should absolutely be vaccinating 12 to 15-year-olds. Not for their medical, physical protection. Do, do note that that was not the reason they announced uh, the rollout of jabs for 12 to 15 year olds. It was for their education and their mental health, which is interesting because um, my, my daughter has never needed to have a jab for a disease which doesn't really affect her whatsoever. And has really virtually zero cause of death or, or long term serious disease. Um, she's never needed to have a jab for that to keep her in school. She just simply needs the school's to be open and her to be legally allowed to go to them. But nevertheless, uh, that is why uh, those jabs are being rolled out. So we're going to be talking about that. We are going to be talking to the Vaccine Deployment Minister, Nadim Sahawi, about that later on. I don't think you want to miss that interview. Uh, and we'll be talking more about the COVID winter plan, including those booster jabs uh, for all over 50s. But do we all really need them? Well, Dame Sarah Gilbert, who developed the AstraZeneca jab, says we don't. Who are you going to trust? Well, let's talk about all of that uh, with uh, comedian Steve Allen, who's joining me all this morning for the chat. Good morning to you, Stephen. Good morning. Uh, lovely to talk to you. There is an awful lot to talk about. Um, I do think actually first uh, worth uh, mentioning, rather sad, well, very sad news last night for the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. His mother um, died sadly at the age of 79. Uh, Charlotte uh, Johnson, well, uh, obviously the matriarch of the, the huge Johnson family. But um, it's been an incredibly... I mean, uh, I mean, for want of a better phrase, eventful couple of years for the prime minister, you know, becoming prime minister, um, one baby born, another on the way, get, almost dying of COVID himself, becoming prime minister, his mother dying. I mean, I don't I don't think many of us uh, could, could have gone through quite such an emotional roller coaster like he has gone through. Yeah. And I think we've all, regardless of where you stand on pretty much any issue it should yeah. be the case we've got enough empathy that when a headline breaks you see it on your phone hearing that his, his mother's passed away 
course, everyone should feel for him. It's a terrible thing to go through. And, you know, yeah, he won't be immune from it like it looks no, because no. we only get to see the bit where he is the PM. He's at work. Yeah. So, of course, his life must be costing him something emotionally. And I think we should be a bit understanding today. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, I know most of us in the situation where we've lost a parent and you very sadly ha- have lost both of your parents in the last, uh, well, during the pandemic time. And, 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 you know, most of us don't then have to go on national television. Uh, and and do the job. It is a uh, it is a relentless relentless job being uh, being prime minister. And whatever your feelings that you voted for him or not, whether you angry with his policies or support his policies, as you say, um, your sympathy always and empathy must always go uh, towards somebody losing. You know, I mean, whatever your relationship, whatever the age, losing your mum is losing your mum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it it's it's well for me. It needed some time off, and yeah. he can't get that. So straight away, I know all the advice I was given. Um, he won't. He wouldn't be able to use. So you're right. It's a relentless job. I have no idea why anyone would ever want to do it. And today is a really good example of why. There is that, isn't there? There is that. Well, look, let's let's turn to uh, one of the big decisions. Uh, well, number of the big decisions that have been made in the last 24 hours and, and the 24 hours ahead. Prime Minister is going to announce his COVID winter plan today. It's going to be uh, formally announced in the House of Commons by the Health Secretary, Sajid Javid, because otherwise they get a ticking off uh, from the Commons uh, Speaker, Lindsay Hoyle. Um, and then it's going to be a press conference. Well, it assumes the usual four or five o'clock press conference from Boris Johnson, obviously with Chris Whitty and Patrick Valance by his side. It's like they're like his sort of his guards now, like his security bouncers. Uh, and uh, they're going to be announcing basically COVID winter plan is we're all going to have jabs. That includes 12 to 15 year olds. It includes booster jabs for over 50s, um, not just the, the, the clinically vulnerable, as had uh, been suggested by the JCVI originally. Um, and that that is going to be what the government relies on for their winter plan. Um, but keeping the options of mask mandates, vaccine passports and even lockdowns in reserve. Um, what do you make of the, the package of information we're going to get? To, well, as far as we know that we're going to get today. Do you know, when I started reading about the, the plans for the vaccines, I was nowhere near as angry because I saw it more as why it, are we in a situation where we should ban 12 to 15 year olds from having it? And it looks like the answer is no. I understand that the JVCI really handed off the, the difficult decisions. They took it right up to the edge of the medical opinion on the vaccination side of it and then just handed it off going, oh, well, there you go, medical chief medical officers, think about the rest. Well, they, no, they but didn't. You... No, no, they didn't. They gave their advice and their advice was on the balance that they, it was not necessary to give this medical treatment to children who were not at and... risk and on the basis of the known of the known benefits and the known costs and the known risks that uh, there was marginal benefit at best. And that was based on the known risks. Um, and they, they their view was that, you know, that there may well be other other unknown risks. So f- in which case there was no good reason to give the, the jab. I mean, they gave their advice. The government says they do things on the basis of the science. That was the scientific advice. Yeah, there are unknown risks on both sides of their equation as well. I think we need to be honest about that. No one knows the long-term effects of the vaccine or the virus. Um, but they did in the report say that they they said that the chief medical officers of the nation should consider things beyond that. They pointed out that their remit stops at just thinking about the vaccine side of the vaccine. But again, even with what the, the bit you said there, that's not the advice to ban it and make sure 12-year-olds can't have it. So then I thought, OK, if a family wants their 12-year-old to have it, the medical advice is that there's marginal benefit, but 
on the balance of things, it's slightly positive rather than slightly negative. Why would I stop a 13-year-old doing it? I just wouldn't want it to be mandatory, but it's not. The closest thing to being upset would be who gets to make that decision. If I were the parent of a 12-year-old, I'd probably want a bit more control than I'll end up well, a having. a bit more. I mean, you, you either look, <laughs> you either are the parent or you aren't. Um, my 14-year-old is as bright as they come. She's a straight-A star student and is as clever as they go. She's still not equipped to make a decision about her own medical treatment. Yeah, and that's, End if, I were in End if I were in charge of everything, I wouldn't be making the rules this way. So that's the thing that I think is the, the sticky wicket on this. But the, as long as we don't need to ban 14-year-olds from getting the vaccine, well, the it doesn't look is, like it brings with it that much risk, so it's not been banned. Okay, not that much risk. But the point is, the, on, the only parents who want this for their children are parents who have no understanding of this virus whatsoever. This, they were very clear. This vaccine is not going to be given to children to keep them safe. Uh, they were quick to say, careful to say, because it is actually unethical otherwise, to say that it, this, is, uh, this is not being given to keep adults safe. I mean, genuinely, a society that, that gives any tiny risk of any sort for medical treatment that's not needed to a child in order to protect 70-year-olds, frankly, is, is sick and, and it's the end of civilization. I mean, genuinely, I think that is so appalling. That was what they were considering doing. Now it's about, it's about protecting children's education and their mental health and their wider benefits, you know, from having a more normal life. But given that COVID is, has never been the reason why schools were closed and children were locked in their homes and isolated from normal life and from playing with their friends and seeing their family members, COVID was never the reason that. Lockdown, a political choice, a political policy was the reason why children's lives were so disrupted and their education so disrupted. And so many children have now got eating disorders, are self-harming and have mental health problems, depression and anxiety. My God, I know enough of those myself. It's absolutely terrifying. It's, 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 this, that's the real pandemic we're going to be dealing with for children. So given that it was a political decision to do those things, if, you, if they are worried about children's mental health and children's education, the simple solution is, don't close schools again. Plenty of other countries, which did better than us in dealing with COVID, didn't close their schools and certainly didn't do it for the same amount of time we did. But I still think if I if you phrase the question as should you ban 12 to 14, 15 year olds from having it? But still, it, 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 I don't we know. Ban, it we means... ban children from having antibiotics because their parents want them on a whim. You don't give medical treatment to people who don't need it. And that's the decision of but they, they've admitted the they don't, is they've the admitted they don't need it they don't need it they're they're claiming the claim is which is completely spurious i mean and i would say basically it's just it's a lie is that if children have this jab they're less likely to have to close schools closing schools is a political decision it was never necessary and 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 indeed the cmo and the chief scientific advisor both said before doing it that it wasn't something they should do i mean they, they've been really clear the evidence was very very clear against it so um Children, children aren't at risk of this virus, not even of becoming seriously ill, certainly not of dying. Um, children don't pass the, the, the virus on particularly to each other. They don't pass the virus on to teachers. Teachers catch it from other teachers or out in the, out in the community. Uh, there's, there's no argument for this whatsoever other than a bunch of terrified parents, terrified by an eight, 18 months of fear propaganda, deliberately, deliberately delivered to this nation, We've seen the Sage Minutes saying they had this deliberate policy to try and scare people. They've scared their bejesus out of people. Everyone's got the scared out the living daylights out of them. And now they think that their children need the jab to keep safe. If you know anything about this virus, you should know your children are safe. And 
I would like that to be a decision that the parents make, but for that They're to be a decision... They're not equipped to make that decision. They're not medical experts. Well, I'm not then... a medical expert. I've just listened to the medical experts. So it's very interesting that you can define two types of non-medical experts whose opinions are valid, yours versus the... I don't know no. why you presume that you know so much more than everyone else, though. Uh, uh, no, because most... I know for a fact that most people, including lots of people in my family, don't pay attention to this stuff the way that I and many of the people whose job it is to pay attention to this stuff do. And I'm telling you, the medical advice is that children don't need this jab. The decision from the chief medical officers is not made on the children's medical need. They've said that blatantly. It's about keeping children in school and, and about their mental health. My child doesn't need a jab to stay in school or for her mental health. She just needs to be kept in school. And I would want it to be the situation when you get to make that decision. And you kind of do, but at the moment, not be, no, not with no, control. No, the government has basically said that my child gets to make that decision. Yeah, and that's the, that's the bit that I disagree with. But everything else you say is still perfectly valid, even if the government allows people of that age to have it, but doesn't force e them. Even, even though the jab itself contains risks. Now, getting a virus contains risks. And, the, you know, and a tiny, I mean, infinitesimally small uh, percentage of children uh, will die from this virus. So in fact, all of my understanding is that all of the children who have died from this virus in this country, I believe it's, I believe the number is six um, under the age of 20. So we're not even talking about you know, young children here. Um, and they all had underlying health problems. Um, but, but, the, the, but, but there is a risk of the jab. Now, to first do no harm is, is the Hippocratic Oath for doctors to, 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 to give a treatment where you know there is a risk. And we know the heart risk, the heart risk for uh, heart inflammation risk for boys aged 12 to uh, 17 uh, from uh, the Pfizer jab, we know is six times higher than the risk of being hospitalised with COVID. I mean, that's that, that, on no basis could you give that jab to a, a, but, a, a boy on that basis. The thing you said earlier on about the JCVI saying that the risks and benefits are so finely balanced and overall the benefit is marginal. Mm. So the on overall the known risk... risks. On the known risks. Yeah, but you're it does feel like you're throwing known in just to try and... Uh, no, that was their word. That was their yes. word. But of course it's known. I don't know what else you'd expect in that sentence. Because, because, because we don't know numbers. about the long-term effects of lots of drugs. Because you can't know the long-term effect of a drug that's only been in existence for a year. Yeah. And of, you, it's the same for viruses. The reason that we have ME is because of a strange virus response that scientists don't understand. It's it's not... Look, They've looked at the, the overall risk that's known, because that's all you can measure, of the virus and the vaccine, and said, actually, it's not worth bothering to do because the overall positive is not that big. But if, if there was any overall negative, you'd be right. You could quote some do no harm, but there is no harm to do. Well, the overall positive is just not worth it. Well, the key thing is um, all of the resources spent uh, using these jabs to jab children who don't need the jab. A, they could be going to uh, elderly people who are at risk in poorer countries. I'd say that it's immoral to yep. be pointlessly giving them to children when there are there are grown ups who need them. Um, and, and, and also, frankly, if the same resources that went into this jab and this rollout went into mental health care or other physical care, uh, even cancer care for children, we'd save more lives. So to me, I mean, on every single out. It's immoral. 6.47 is the time. We'll look at the front pages, talk about more stories uh, coming up, including Prince Andrew uh, up next. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code mom.